Another tradition we do around here is communion. And uh, if you've ever been at an old church or probably, I know it's at your church. You have a communion table, and on the front of that table says, in remembrance of me. Now, when I was a kid, I used to think somebody gave that table. I know that sounds really bad, but that's what I used to think. I thought, boy, this guy's really vain, because he gave a table, and he put it right in the middle of the church, and he didn't even put his name on there. It says me. Well, then I went to Bible school, and I learned a few things. That phrase that we use all the time in communion is the same phrase they use in the Old Testament. I'm going to share with you a little story. You remember when the Israelites were in the wilderness for 40 years and they did a whole bunch of bad stuff and finally they get to the Jordan River and they're ready to cross over into the promised land. And they're really excited about this, but there's this giant river, the Jordan River in front of them, and it's at flood stage. And they got to get across. And Joshua goes to prayer with God and God says, tomorrow morning, all the priests are going to take the Ark of the Covenant And you're going to step into that river, and when you step in, the waters are going to stop. And the entire nation of Israel is going to walk across on dry ground, and you're going to take the promised land. So that morning, the priest stepped into the river, and for 12 miles back, up to the city of Adam, I think, the water stopped. Do you know how many people were with the Israelite nation at that time? Conservatively, they tell us there were 2.5 million people had to cross the river. That's like taking more than all of the Twin Cities suburban area together and telling us all, we got to cross the Mississippi in a day. You're not going to do it on a bridge. So God stopped the water and they all crossed the water. But God also told Joshua, when everybody gets across, I want one guy from each tribe to go in the river and get a stone, a big old stone, and I wanted to put it on his shoulders and take it out of the river, and you're going to build an altar of remembrance. That same word that's in the front of your church, in remembrance of me, is the same word they used in the Old Testament in remembrance. They were to build an altar in remembrance of what God had done for them, that he had stopped the waters, that they had crossed the Jordan River. Why? Guys, can you put up that first slide? Joshua chapter 4, verse 21 and 22 says, Then Joshua said to the Israelites, In the future, your children will ask, What do these stones mean? Why is there a pile of rocks here? Then you can tell them this is where the Israelites crossed the Jordan on dry ground. Stones of remembrance, in remembrance of me. We're people that tend to forget. We don't always remember. And at Christmas time, you're going to be sitting around your Christmas table and you're going to be at Christmas dinner and you're going to tell stories about your family. And it's important because that's how you keep your family heritage alive. And your kids are going to go, Dad, I heard this story a thousand times. Why do you have to share it again? 
because I don't want you to forget. And I don't want you guys to stop telling those stories. And I got to share one with you right now. We were in Lincoln, Nebraska, my wife and I, before we even had kids. And we used to come home at Thanksgiving time. And our, where we live right now, we used to sell Christmas trees. So we would get a Christmas tree, cut it down, put it on our car, and drive all the way back to Lincoln with this tree on our car. On the way home one time, we decided, we're going to flock this tree. Do you know what flocking is? You get a bunch of spray cans of looks like white paint, but it's really thick and fluffy, and you spray the tree. And I remember the spot in our driveway where we sprayed this tree and sprayed this tree and sprayed this tree, and it was perfect. There was only one problem. The tree's outside. And we got to put it inside. And the tree's about six foot across at the base, and our door is only three foot wide. So as we push this tree into the house, and as those branches come back out, we got flock inside our house. Now the carpet in our living room is dark, dark navy blue. Almost the color of this black jacket, which I thought was navy blue at one point. <laughs> so now we have flock all over the floor of our living room. We learned a lesson, and we still tell that story to this day. But sometimes, through difficulty and struggles, that's how we learn. Usually it's over hardship and difficult times, and then we can laugh later. But you're going to share some of those stories with your family over Christmas. And we learned a lesson. As a matter of fact, a week later, the tree fell over in our living room, and we had to clean up again, and my wife and I made a determination we'll never flock a tree again, <laughs> and we haven't. But today we're going to take communion in remembrance of what Jesus did for us on the cross. Amen? And you might say, well, we do it all the time, and you say the same things over and over again in remembrance of what Jesus did. He is the perfect sacrifice for our sins. You know, it doesn't really make sense to me. Why would Jesus have to come to this earth and die on a cross so that I could be right with God? I could probably come up with a better plan that would be a lot less painful. But that's what God designed. And to make us worthy of heaven, we have to follow his plan. So today as you eat this cracker and you take this juice... You do it to remember what Christ did for us so that we can be right with our Heavenly Father. No matter what the world wants to say, like there's many ways to heaven, or there are many different gods to get to heaven, we know that the Bible says there's one. No matter what our world says, and we put our faith and our trust in Jesus and what he did on the cross for us. And we take communion to remember that event. If you're in this audience this morning and you are not a Christian, this is not for you. The Bible says you will eat and drink judgment upon yourself. But the Bible also says, and it's very clear, go to that next slide, guys. 
In Romans chapter 10, 9 and 10, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It's not about coming to the front and getting on your knees or saying a certain prayer. Verse 10 says, for it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God and it is by confessing with your mouth that you are saved. And if you have done that, you are saved. And you might have sin in your life and you're struggling with that right now, but you are saved and you can take communion. And if you haven't done that, I invite you to do that today, right here, right now, and join with us as we take communion. I wanna invite our stewards to come forward this morning and we're gonna pass out the elements. We ask everybody waits and we'll partake together. And we're going to do it in remembrance of what Jesus did for us.